welcome to Camp Radio, a podcast of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Join us as we sit down with church leaders to discuss relevant trends and issues for today's church. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's dive into a new episode of Camp Radio. Thank you for joining us on Camp Radio. My name is Cameron Page, and I'll be your host. Many churches around our state don't really have a children's ministry that's that's ongoing. A lot of our churches are small, and they're just trying to deal with uh, having a volunteer come in, and they may only have a few children at a time. But, but there is a certain aspect of children's ministry that can be impactful, even if you don't really have a full-time minister or even part-time minister, and that's a children's camp. Uh, we have with us today... Um, uh, Kelly Ablaza. Uh, Kelly is the uh, Director of Family Experience at Long Hollow Baptist Church. And we have uh, Amanda Bowen, which is the Creative Minister mm-hmm. here also at Long Hollow. So, uh, ladies, thank you for taking a few minutes out of your extremely busy day <laughs> to, be able to, to be able to sit down uh, with me and just talk about children's camps. No, so, thank you. Well, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I grew up in Rhode Island. That's where I was born and raised. Um, I'm a middle child. I came to know the Lord um, at around age 16, and so I did not grow up in a Christian household. Had great loving parents, um, but went through a lot as a young adolescent. Um, And honestly, I'm a product of discipleship. Mm. So um, my mom had passed away when I was a kid, and I came to know the Lord as a teenager. And thankfully, there were some women in a very small church in Rhode Island that um, discipled me and taught me what it looked like to follow Jesus and to read the Bible. And um, I then went to Liberty University in Virginia, and I studied biblical studies and women's ministry and very much felt called to ministry, but I didn't know what that looked like. Um, I met my husband there. We've been married for almost 13 years. I've been in full-time kids ministry for a little over 13 years now. Um, I'm a mom of three. I have an eight-year-old son named Jude. I have a daughter named Jolie, who is five, and then we have a one-year-old named Nora. So. Kids are my life. It's so life-giving. It's so fun. Um, Every day I wake up, and I'm genuinely humbled and so grateful for the Lord that he allows me to do this. So it's super fun, super rewarding, and, yeah, it's honestly a dream come true. Awesome. Well, Amanda, tell us a little (laughs) bit about yourself. It's a hard act to follow. (laughs) Um, Yeah, um, I did not grow up in Tennessee either. I grew up in Maryland. Um, I did not know the Lord until I was 19, mm-hmm. um, and I that was during my sophomore year at Liberty. I also went to Liberty, so mm-hmm. go Flames. Um, and let's see, I'm trying to basically go off of everything. I'm using yours as a template. Um, <laughs> I'm the oldest of three, so I was the guinea pig in a lot of things, um, and I think that's why I tried so many jobs on my way to ministry and trying to figure out what my calling was. Um, but, uh, getting to ministry, I think was like, um, the like end goal for like a really, really long time was like getting to ministry. I tried out a lot of different things, um, (laughs) to get there. Um, but, um, I've walked through like a lot of like different situations and gotten to know a lot of different people. And so I think even though, um, I haven't been in ministry for super long, um, I feel like I have a lot of knowledge to be able to give out to like especially kids um because i did not um know the lord at a young age and so um because i grew up in a church that like watered down a lot of the bible stories so um i think now i have this really cool opportunity to like teach kids the bible in a way that's not watered down and teaches them from a very young age like how much 
Jesus loves them and how important it is to come to know that and meet him as your savior. So, yeah. So yeah. what, what degree did you get at Liberty? Uh, not ministry. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I majored in graphic design. I minored in baking, <laughs> like pastries, um, which have nothing to do with each other and neither one have anything to do with well, ministry. You had to be creative so, to make pastries, right? Well, yeah, I got to be a little creative to make pastries. So the title kind of flows a little bit, but yeah, no, uh, graphic design. Um, I still get to use graphic design a little bit. So my parents aren't super disappointed that yeah. I wasted my degree for nothing. Oh. So what she's leaving out though, is that she also grew up and was very theatrical. Oh. So oh. in terms of <laughs> writing scripts and being on stage, <clears throat> I think she's very comfortable with that. Wow. So that may not be a part of yeah. her professional or educational background, no. but <laughs> hobbies as a kid. Super good. Yeah. Super well, I'm good. surprised your title's not creative ministry and baking. Mm. It should be, actually. <laughs> we should talk to somebody that. About can be that. a ministry. I supply baked goods to a lot of yeah. functions. Yeah. Uh, no, other than that, uh, my favorite color is green, and I've been 5'4 since the 10th grade. <laughs> okay. So that's it. For those who are, it's, this is not visual, so. This is not visual, so I'm giving the people a picture. <laughs> okay. Small. Yeah, well, she doesn't have green hair, so just to say. <laughs> yeah. Well, now, uh, you know, we're, I'm sitting here in your all's podcast uh, room, and, uh, and if anybody knows anything about Long Hall, it's a very big church in uh, Hendersonville, uh, so that's, that's actually uh, north of Nashville, and so, uh, but I think it's important for everybody to know that even though it's a, I would call probably one of the mega churches, it doesn't mean that the small church can't gain some insight of how to impact their kids. Uh, the only difference is is that Long Hall has hundreds of children hmm. that they have to navigate to, uh, through and trying to disciple those kids and lead them to the Lord. And then this local church may have three, but they're all just as important and they can be uh, uh, impacted still in a huge way. Yeah. So, you know, we could talk about children's ministry and we'll save that for a different time but let's talk about just camp i know that that when we first met uh, a few weeks ago a few i don't know how many weeks ago it's been it's just kind of it's like a blur of, of time but you mentioned something about that you love camp mm-hmm. why do you love camp i love camp because one i just love being outside and i think we live in an era where kids are spending less and less time outside mm-hmm. and i think there's something really beautiful about connecting with god and his creation but the second main reason i love camp specifically kids camp is that i think we allow kids a unique opportunity to get away from all of the distractions in their life mm-hmm. and i think it's easy for us as adults to look at childhood with this really great nostalgic picture mm-hmm. and think kids have it so easy and in a lot of ways they do mm-hmm. but the more and more i talk to children their lives are really difficult mm-hmm. and they face challenges that I never experienced as a kid because they live in a digital era Mm -hmm. where social media is reigning not just in their specific individual life but they have a mom and a dad who are potentially glued to the screen Mm -hmm. all the time and so our kids are missing out on that relational connection that they Mm -hmm. so desperately crave Mm -hmm. and I think when we (laughs) take kids out of the stress of man, I've got to perform well for my little league or I've got to make these certain grades or I've got to impress my family or I've just got to get the attention of my parent. And we put them in environments where they get to be outside. Mm. They get to just be a kid again. There's no chores at camp, right? right. Maybe you're having to make your bed. Maybe you can yeah. clean up after your plate. But, we'll take um, a shower. Right. For, we for we do want that. We yeah. do a shower. 
<laughs> hygiene is still key. Um, but we get to put kids in this really unique experience where the primary focus is Jesus mm-hmm. and we're eliminating so many of the distractions and so many of the stressors that they experience back at home. And we see really beautiful life change happen. Mm-hmm. And that can happen whether you have a group of five kids or a group of 500 kids. Mm-hmm that you are curating experiences for kids to come to know the Lord in the most simple way. Um, The word of God never returns void. Mm -hmm. And if I could speak to a kids ministry leader out there who's thinking, man, I'm just a volunteer. Well, first of all, you're never just a volunteer. (laughs) You're a minister. Doesn't doesn't matter if it's in your title or not. Um, But God has uniquely called you to minister to young people. And we talked about this today. There's no such thing as a junior Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, God has a desire to have a relationship with every single person he's created. And so whether that's, you know, the six-year-old who's never been to camp before (laughs) or the 12-year-old that's like, man, I can't wait till I'm a teenager. Um, But I'm still my last year here at kids camp. Um, It's just that really unique opportunity. And... (laughs) I love that we get to pull kids out of their comfort zone. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes when you think about camp, you think about, oh, man, do I get to do the ropes course this year? Am I old enough to do paintball? Mm -hmm. Um, Am I going to really make it to the top of that 50-foot tower? And you get to push kids. And I think that there is so much joy and camaraderie and just that satisfaction Mm -hmm. of finishing something really hard and working with a team of people and having your peers and your leaders beside you cheering you on and saying, hey, I know that you can do this. I see this fire inside of you and I'm not going to let you quit. I Mm. think that kids build so much confidence Mm -hmm. and have the opportunity to develop so much character in a camp setting that you just don't get. Like most of Mm -hmm. us don't have a 50-foot climbing wall in our backyard. (laughs) So there's just some unique things about camp that you don't get to experience when you're just at home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, now, of course, I've been in camping ministry for a long time. And so the thing, all you're saying that that impacts a person, we'll say in uh, in general, but children especially, at the moment in their life that is life-changing in 30 some years I've been in a camp ministry I hear those who are uh, older now mm. and like one of your ministers has said oh I've been to camp mm-hmm. you know that was mm-hmm. when probably earlier in his ministry mm-hmm. I've talked to a lot of adults that have come up to me and says you know I accepted Christ in your chapel mm-hmm. or they could tell me exactly where they were at that I was in uh-huh. the bunk and with my counselor and and doing a devotion and, and, and she led me to Christ mm-hmm. and they can remember it because it was life-changing mm-hmm. I've even ran into people who are out of church <laughs> but they remember their experience that they had at camp because mm-hmm. They met God there. Yep. So, you know, and, and I, I hate to say too much because I know I'm biased of that, <laughs> but I hear that and I hear what you're saying mm-hmm. and I hear people have had experience after they got and how it's impacted all these years in their life. So it's pretty incredible. It really yeah. is. I mean, every year we come back from camp <laughs> and there are dozens of kids who have made a decision. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because it's that uninterrupted time. Yeah. It's focused time. It's intentional time. Um, no matter what type of program you're going to run at camp, most often you are going to structure in a way where almost every conversation can go back to Jesus mm-hmm. and how he's created you and the desire he has to save you and to forgive you of your sin. And so when kids are in an environment where three, four days straight, they're hearing the gospel, mm-hmm. they're seeing a adult leader in their life who is hopefully faithfully modeling what it looks like mm-hmm. to have an authentic faith in Christ. Like they're waking up and they're seeing their cabin leader. Oh man, yeah, he's opening up his Bible right. before he talks to me in the morning. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why he's actually kind to me and patient with me today right. because <laughs> that's the Lord in him. That's yeah. not just his, you know, his own ability. Um, but they're also being given the freedom to ask questions. Right. I think that's something that we sometimes forget is that 
asking questions about the Bible is okay. Kids have questions. Um, God is big. He can handle our questions. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of kids out there that are watching people fall away from the faith or they're dealing with issues that maybe we never dealt with before. And so they're questioning, man, Mm -hmm. can I trust the word of God? Is the Bible really true? Is God who he says he is? Mm -hmm. And I think at camp, we have, again, that unique experience to let kids wrestle with those things for a few days Mm -hmm. to really encourage them, hey, pray about this. Seek the Lord. Let's have a Mm -hmm. conversation. Let's not just say, oh, I've got 30 minutes with you in a small group on a Sunday morning. No, I've got three days. We can right. we can tackle this here together. So yeah. I think that's another unique Well, let's talk about this. And, and this is this is not in just Hendersonville. It's not just around and around your community in Long Hollow. This is in every community around the country. The environment in which children live today, paint a picture of what that is like, the, the kids that you're dealing with every day in their family life. Busy. I meet mm-hmm. so many kids and I'm talking third, fourth, and fifth graders who will use the word, I feel anxious. Mm. There's a lot of kids, I think, that are internalizing a lot of what's happening around them. You've got mom and dad who are working, who are stressed, who may or may not have a ton of time Mm -hmm. to give to their kids. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean they don't love their kids and wouldn't do anything for them, but we just live in a really busy society. Mm -hmm. Um, Here, specifically in Sumner County, I would say that sports are king. So we've got a lot of kids that play travel league. Um, They're not always here on Sundays, so church sometimes gets a little bit, you know, lost there. Mm -hmm. Um, But our kids feel the pressure, I think, to perform. Mm -hmm. And I think that that weighs really heavily on them. Mm -hmm. Um, And you've got all different types of kids, right? Like you've got some kids that really shine there when they need to perform, but you've got a lot of other children I'm seeing that just become really quiet, really isolated. Um, And I think in general, they're craving connection, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And that could be connection with a parent, that could be connection with peers. Um, but ultimately that's connection with their Lord and Savior. And so I think that relationships are probably the biggest struggle, the biggest tension, and the biggest need for our kids right now Mm -hmm. is that they really just need an authentic connection, not only with their parent, like their physical earthly parent, (laughs) but with their heavenly father, right? Right. Like no, no medication, no, you know, nothing we have here on earth is ever going to satisfy the need that we have for Christ. And so that ultimately needs to happen in a child's life. Um, But I think secondly, they need that stability of Mm. a trusted adult role model in their life. Hopefully that can be mom and dad, but in, you know, certain situations where maybe mom and dad are not present, a trustworthy adult that can help Mm. shepherd them, mentor them, coach them, and believe in them. I think Mm. kids today need to know that they're not here by mistake, that all the little quirks that they see in themselves and you're insecure and you're Mm -hmm. trying to figure out who you are, that God has uniquely created you in his image Mm -hmm. and you have a purpose, which is to glorify God. Um, And that can look a lot of different ways as you Mm -hmm. grow up and mature. Um, But but God loves you and God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And so I think kids need to hear that and they need to see it lived out by Mm -hmm. us adults. Like. Mm -hmm. We are still broken. We're still messed up. Mm-hmm. Life is not easy, but I think they need to see what it looks like to repent, what it looks like to forgive, and what it looks like to follow Jesus and to put him first. And so, um, yeah, that's what I think that our kids need. Or it's just So uh, summer camp. So how, it, and I don't know if you can give me a percentage, or it, it may not, you may not have a percentage necessarily. 
but how many kids say you know you go you do summer camp in of course i know you had a little lag because of covid mm-hmm. and that's most churches are like that mm-hmm. but in in the past uh, what percentage of those kids are actually you were able to come get them to, to sign up for summer camp? They're not, um, I guess, actively involved in your children's program to actually attend. Yeah, so for us at Long Hollow, it's primarily kids who are already fairly <laughs> invested in mm-hmm. our program. I think that probably has to do with just the trust level mm-hmm. of most parents um, when they consider sending their child to a sleep away environment. Sure. They usually want to send them somewhere where they're like, okay, hey, I'm going to know some of those leaders. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say my experience at Long Hollow has been it's typically the families that are fairly invested. When I say invested, I mean they're attending on a somewhat regular basis. Um, I'll also say that people who have affiliated themselves with Long Hollow in any way, shape, or form, when their child is old enough for camp, they may say, oh, yeah, Long Hollow is my church home. Um, I'm going to send my kids to camp. Even if that means, hey, I come on Christmas, I come on Easter, I may become a handful of times throughout the year, this is their, quote, church home. Um, But we do have relatives, cousins, Mm -hmm. friends, kids from other churches close by that whether their church maybe doesn't offer a camp will join us or they have got a friend that's coming. Um, So we do have kids like that. I I don't think I have a ton of, um, I'll call them like first-time guests that come to camp. Usually if it's someone they have some sort of connection, whether it's a family member or a friend. Now, I know that most churches cannot uh, go and do their own camp children's Mm -hmm. program Mm -hmm. Uh, they just don't have the volunteers even if they had a uh, part-time person you know it would be difficult to find enough volunteers to help Mm -hmm. them do a summer camp but with you guys I know you have a lot of staff people in the Mm -hmm. children's department and then you have volunteers too Mm -hmm. so to to actually take three or four hundred kids to camp even though it's still huge undertaking Mm -hmm. you you at least got enough staff to somewhat cover it Mm -hmm. now uh, and a lot of churches can't do that. But that doesn't mean, one, they can't do their own camp, just be a yep. little mini camp. Mm-hmm. But there's plenty of other camps out there, right, that they yeah. programs yes. are already set up. Mm-hmm. So it, so really there's not, I'm going to say this, be blunt, there's no mm-hmm. really excuse to not <laughs> go to take your ki- children to camp because mm-hmm. it's available. I know price can be an issue, but, you know, I can I can say safely say a helpful hint to anybody's listening, pastors, you're listening, you need to tell uh, your your uh, parents, if you want to send your kids to camp, and you can't afford it, there's a way, mm-hmm. and and it's just a matter of looking for it. Church may offset that cost, which mm-hmm. I'm sure you have a yep, lot of kids yes. that you help go to camp. Mm-hmm. If you're a small church, you need to call the uh, program. If you're going to a program, say I have some kids that can't afford it, mm-hmm. and they may have some scholarship. Yep. You can actually contact the camp, mm-hmm. like Carson Springs, Linden Valley. We have a campership program uh, mm-hmm. that that uh, you have to apply for, mm-hmm. but that's just to get information who we're going to help. Mm-hmm. So it's out there. They just have to make a little effort. But it, is it worth trying to find it? Yes. Absolutely. You cannot yes. put a price on life no, change. Yeah, so I good. actually... Um, a church I was a part of for years, um, our senior pastor would do this thing where it was getting ready to be summertime, and we knew that camp was a big expense for a lot of families, mm-hmm. and some families just couldn't afford it. And so we would talk and share stories about life change that had occurred at camp, and then our pastor would, would put down um, envelopes with different numbers on the front from one to 500, mm-hmm. and he would just ask our, our church, he would just say, hey, however the Lord is leading you today, but 
the money here is all going to go towards kids and student camp. And it was probably one of my favorite Sundays. And obviously I was biased because I was the kids minister then. (laughs) Um, But it was also just really cool to watch so many different people in our church family. Um, Because here's the beauty about camp is you don't have to physically go to camp to be a part of it. You could help be part of life change Mm -hmm. simply through financial gifts, through prayer. Here at Long Hollow, we have this really cool tradition Mm -hmm. where we will pass out these bracelets. and it has the name of every camper on it. That's awesome. So every kid or student that goes to camp has someone in our church praying for them before and during. Yeah. And so the coolest thing is when you come back and you're at Camp Share Service and you're hearing about the testimonies of these people who have given their life to the Lord. And then you get to see the person in the audience who is, of course, now crying. Yeah. And they're like, I've been praying for Chloe this whole week. And Chloe gave yeah. her life to the Lord. And, mm. you know, that's not that's not an accident. Right. Um it's really cool when you get to invite people to be right. a part of how God is working. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's easy for us to just assume or to think, man, you've got to physically go. But right. there's so many ways as a church leader for you to say, no, how can I offer up more opportunities for the people in mm-hmm. the body of Christ to get involved and to actively serve here, whether that's through financially giving, whether that's through praying for these people, mm-hmm. um, or whether that's just, you know, actually going to camp and enjoying being a cabin leader which is still the best job that there is at camp yeah well now amanda you uh when you all do a camp put it on yeah there's a lot of staff they're involved in the planning of it all Mm -hmm. and of course i'm I'm assuming if you're a creative ministry that camp is a pretty important part of what you do right yeah so share with me a little bit about that i think i mean you have to start first and foremost with the theme of what the camp is going to talk about while you're there for the three, four or five days, um, because like, that's what everything's going to stem back Mm -hmm. to. Um, and then once you have that, you're able to build that out into the rest of the curriculum. But I think the theme, I mean, the theme is a really fun part for, for me to um, be a part of brainstorming because Mm -hmm. this is like at the end of X amount of days that the kids are at the camp, what do you want them to walk away Mm -hmm. knowing? And I think, um, that like if it's done well sticks with people for a very long time um, and like I remember one of the first camps that I like volunteered with um, the whole theme was centered around Psalm 139 mm-hmm. and like I was a full-blown like young adult and that theme stuck with me just as much as it stuck with the kids right. so brainstorming that and then once you have that then you can start pulling triggers on like everything else mm-hmm. um, so then you can start saying like all right now that we have that theme how do we want to break that into the four sessions that we have mm-hmm. and from there you can start building worship sets around that theme mm-hmm. and kind of working with um, the musicians in the band um, and picking out worship songs that are going to flow really well um, And then you can also pick out games that stem back to that. Um, I think when I first started out in ministry, I thought that like uh, games were just like willy nilly and it was just like, we're just gonna play this game and it doesn't relate at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's just so cool and so rewarding when you like play a game on stage of like, it's like a minute to win it, like sorting Mm -hmm. M&Ms by color. And then you're able to be like, and that, and then you like connect it back to like the theme. And then all their minds are like, oh my gosh. And they never look at M&Ms the same way again. Um, And then like, you know, you can pull into like different like rec times and things like that. Um, I also really love designing like the camp booklet um, because that, or like their name tags or something or the schedule because they carry that with them. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's just like, it just helps like 
everywhere they look, they're reminded of the theme Mm -hmm. of camp and the vibe that we're going for. And so whether they're walking away with Psalm 139 or what did we just do in 2021? It was the camping. It was literally camping themed at camp. In Pursuit is what it was called. Oh, that's right. It was was called In Pursuit. Um, But, like, it doesn't, like, regardless, they're walking away. They're, you know, they're closing their eyes at night, and they have that theme Mm -hmm. just stuck in their brains. And so, yeah, and that's, like, an overview creatively. Well, now, what you just said for some (laughs) would be just completely overwhelming. Yeah. But, but, I mean, but but you, you you know, that, that... a lot of times, the, the whole thing of thinking through, it's not just going mm-hmm. to camp. You know, I'm just going to show up. I'm just going to call no. up, set, set up a date. No. The kids are going to show up. Mm-hmm. There's purpose behind it. And, 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 and you don't have to have, you know, you don't have to have a band. No. You can have someone who plays a guitar. Yeah. Or, or you can literally put on a video of, like, a YouTube. lyrics. Yes, of yeah. YouTube. Download yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. And it still works. Mm-hmm. And, and I think people need to remember, too, that, you know, you can put, you can make it as flashy mm-hmm. as you want. Yeah. But the Holy Spirit is really the one that does the work. Oh, yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's that's another point. Yeah. You know, little b church, mm-hmm. they don't have to put on, which is makes yeah, no. it a great camp. It's exciting, mm-hmm. and it, it is memorable for for mm-hmm. the kids. But the Holy Spirit still works with just a couple people. Yeah, no, you don't need a live band. You don't need a, <laughs> a camp booklet. You don't need a stage with a bunch of lights and, mm-hmm. like, four different microphones. Like, yeah. um, if you are preaching the word of God um, in the right headspace um, and with the right heart and the right motivations, like, God's going to work regardless of what your stage looks like. And I think the elements that you talked about, you talked about yeah. congregational praying yeah. and the having a clear theme mm-hmm. of what you feel like God wants the 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 week to look like or weekend whatever it may be and to try to put plant do all your planning around that mm-hmm. that it all connects together i mean very simple mm-hmm. uh and, and so anyone can do that you know and, and and i think that the prayer since it's the very first thing that's where it all begins right mm-hmm. and and a congregation i mean like you were talking about when you came back and the, and and the kids were sharing you had people in congregation crying because they had been pr- it's <laughs> this is not just for kids this no. is for the whole church oh, it really is. they had a complete experience mm-hmm. at camp and they didn't even go mm-hmm. yeah. because they were involved in what God was doing mm-hmm. that that's pretty incredible yeah. i mean it's for the adults i think they go to <laughs> camp too cuz i think a lot of people forget that, like, the leaders at camp can get just as much out of it as the kids do um, or the students that go um, because, like, you're not just taking the kids away from a distraction-filled environment. You're taking the adults away as well. Right. And the adults, you might let them keep their phones or something at the camp, but, like, by day two, by day three, definitely, like, the adults are just as happy to unplug, mm-hmm. and then they're able to be hit just as hard as the kids are even though your message might be geared towards you know first through fifth graders like adults can still walk away and be like dang that was a really good message like that night before a few years ago we had um at one of our sleepaway camps we had talked about moses and aaron and her Mm -hmm. and how um moses needed his friends to hold up his arms when he got tired and Mm -hmm. so the whole theme and message was about friendship and that was really geared towards our students Mm -hmm. well at the end of that session one of our counselors came up to me and this was this was a mom and she was in (laughs) tears saying 
I came to Camp Kelly because I needed to be my daughter's group leader. I was a helicopter mom who didn't want to let go. That's why I came. I didn't know that I needed that message tonight. And this was a woman who behind the scenes was struggling with addiction, with anxiety. And she said, I need friends right now to hold up my hands in the battle because I can't fight this alone. And suddenly what we thought as a team was going to be a message for our children Mm. was Mm -hmm. now suddenly being used by God as Mm -hmm. a message for this mom. I mean, yes, for the kids too, but I remember walking away from that camp and talking with that mom specifically and just saying, I am so glad you came (laughs) to camp this year and I'm so grateful Mm -hmm. that you allowed the Holy Spirit to work in your life Mm. because now we get to do this. Like you don't have to fight this battle on your own. And so just like Amanda said, you may walk into camp with one plan, but it's so important to let God call the shots and allow the Holy Spirit to lead and for us just to sit back and be obedient Um, because we don't know. Like the Lord can do exceedingly abundantly beyond anything that we could ever ask or imagine. And I think camp, again, is that perfect environment where we really get to see the Lord work Um, because like you just said, Kevin, we don't need – the razzle dazzle, the fancy yep. stage. Like some of yep. your best conversations are going to happen around the campfire yeah. mm-hmm. when there's no, you know, there's nothing special mm-hmm. there. It's just that connection. It's just talking about the Lord and His goodness, mm-hmm. um, and that's when we really just get to see those connections made. Yeah, awesome. Well, Kelly, Amanda, uh, I think you all, you guys, are heroes. I mean, really, <laughs> you pour yourself into. Nah. What God wants you to do and follow His leadership, and I think that's incredible. You know, and and uh, you know we just need we need more people who are willing to build to serve the Lord, which we're lacking in as far as we just don't have the ministers out there. We have so many churches that are empty and that, that need are looking for staff and can't find them. Yeah. But you've dedicated your lives to this, and I think that's just amazing. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. It's a joy. Yeah. And we it love is, people is. like you who help facilitate <laughs> camp experiences. Help us camp. For churches of all sizes. That's yeah. a really big deal. Yeah. So thank yeah, you. No. Camp has impacted me since I was like a kid. Um, so it's really cool to be able to be in a position where now I can like plan camp yeah. for kids and stuff. Because you have a wide range. Like first camp that I volunteered at as an adult before I was on staff, I saw the range of a girl trying mac and cheese for the first time, mm. which is, first of all, tragic yeah. that she had to get to church camp in order to do that. But also I saw the same girl then, like, weeping in a worship service. Right. And so it's like you get such a cool, like, wide range of experiences with kids. And, yeah, you get to walk you get to walk away from camp knowing that, like, there's a very good chance, yeah, you just impacted who knows how many kids' lives yeah. for yeah. eternity. Well, let me ask you this. Last question. So how important is it for those who are in the ministry, like you, uh, to get away? Crucial. <laughs> Let me just say, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I... Uh, served with a pastor at one point who used to tell me all the time, ministry is 24-7. And he is right. Ministry is 24-7. But we are not. Mm. We are finite people. Mm -hmm. And God's commandment (laughs) is to Sabbath and to rest. And so um, that has been sometimes a hard lesson for me to learn. But Mm. I want longevity in ministry. And I know that the only way that's going to happen is if I am – really protective over that sabbath and i constantly seek out times to rest and to renew um and so i think it's important as leaders that 
Figure out what gives you life and do more of that. Figure out what is sucking the life out of you and try to delegate that or do less of it. (laughs) We all have those things in our job descriptions or just, you know, on our plate that we can't get rid of. Um, But find the things that really fill you up. And I would say pursue that. Um, And then find yourself a friend or a few because I know that for me, being in ministry can be really hard and Mm -hmm. I think it can also be really lonely. And so it's been really rewarding to find people that get it, that Mm -hmm. you can trust. Um, And sometimes as ministers, that's going to be somebody not at your church. Mm -hmm. Like that could be a friend who's also in ministry somewhere else in the country. Mm -hmm. Um, Or it could be somebody on your team or someone in your church. But find those people that you can be yourself with, that understand you. They're going to pray for you and that are not going to let you beat yourself up on a bad day. Um, (laughs) I had a friend that once told me, never quit on a bad day. Mm. And there are some bad days in ministry. There are some hard days. Um, Listen to the voice of God above any other voice in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't beat yourself up. Give yourself grace. Um, But trust in the Lord. And if he's called you to do it, then he will provide a way for you to keep going. Well, thank you, ladies, for taking a few minutes and, and talk to me. Thank you. Yeah. Well, those who are listening to our podcast right now, if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, please leave a comment or just follow us to help others to build a listener's great resource. We'd love to hear from you. So if you have any questions for Kelly or Amanda, they, they would love to answer or even help you, give you some advice. Uh, <laughs> pl- or if you just want to know a little bit more about TM Baptist Camps, please send us an email at ccinfo at tmbaptist.org. Until next time, I hope that you look for opportunities to start a conversation about Christ with someone you know. Thank you for listening to Camp Radio, a podcast of TN Baptist Camps. The ministries of Carson Springs and Linden Valley are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptistcamps.org or you can email us at carsonpodcast at tnbaptist.org.